Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show. And I want to thank all of my listeners from all over the world for tuning in to my show. I so appreciate all of you, and remember, you can still contact me at info at transformationforsuccess.com. I'd be more than happy to hear from you. And for those of you who might be new listeners, the shows are rebroadcast on the Empowerment and Business channels on Fridays at noon. Transformation for Success is a live radio broadcast and is immediately downloaded in podcast format on iTunes, Roku, Stitcher, Voice, Google Voice. I tell you, we have got it all. So please share with your friends and colleagues this information. And I also want you to check out my television online network, Transformation Success TV, on voiceamericatv.com. We have new shows that are up this month, and my guest, Miss Sarah Griffiths, who flew in from Australia to tape the show, was my featured guest for the month. So you can access and see Sarah Griffith from Australia on Transformation Success TV. Today on the radio talk show, we have a spectacular guest. She is a fantastic human being whom I had the pleasure of meeting some years ago. I was so impressed with her life, her journey her energy, her enthusiasm, and passion for life and giving that I had to get her on the show to share her journey. She's a former CBS Survivor Reality star, motivational speaker, featured TED Talk speaker, and founder, developer of Reality Rally that is a trademarked fundraising business. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the show today, Miss Jillian Larson. Hello, Jillian. (laughs) Well, good morning and hello to you, Dr. Barbara, and to the world. And uh, to I'll say a special hi to South Africa, seeing as though that's where I'm from. But my heart belongs to the States and South Africa. So hello, South Africa listeners, you got to be on the line. Call your friends and let them know this show is also a podcast (laughs) format. After the live show. Well, let me just share a little bit um, about you, Jillian, that some of the listeners may not know. And I really didn't know this either, that you were a registered nurse for 41 years and you also retired and you worked, really worked, when I'm saying worked, for eight years trying to get on the show, Survivor, the reality show, and you did it and became a contestant at age 61. So this is a message to all those women and men out there who think age can hold you back. It's only a number. (laughs) So today, Jillian is going to show how she was born with the gene that that does not know limits, but always has managed to keep her within safe limits. And understand, Jillian, that these limits have always been driven by your passion for doing what you believe in and always working to make a difference where you can. You've done so many great things, and I learned a lot about you in doing my research from age three to this adventurous woman that you are today, filled with opportunities and experiences and family and friends. And I know for a fact, because I've watched you in action over the years, and you've filled your life with so much. So share, Jillian, a little bit how it all began for you. In South Africa. Yeah, (laughs) in South Africa, actually, so thank you. And uh, I I titled this talk with you, and thank you again for this wonderful opportunity. I really value the opportunity to be able to share uh, a little about who I am, but in the meantime, what I want people to do as they're listening is to know that they need to know who they are and right. that everybody is, has the possibility of doing whatever it is that they want to do. But it all comes from within yourself. I mean, self-talk, yes. as you know, is the yes. whole thing. So, yes, I was born and raised in South Africa. I grew up in a, a little town outside of Johannesburg, South Africa. My dad was the town doctor. And from an early age, and that's why I called it three to 73, I actually cheated a little. I'm not 73 for another few months. 
but it doesn't sound right. Three to seventy-two. I think it's close. So yes, I'm almost seventy-three. Um, and you know, my one of my earliest memories, actually, I explained that on my TED talk that I did last year, um, is I always believed that I was capable of doing whatever it was that I wanted to do, as long as I prepared. But the main thing was that I had to know that I could do it. Mm-hmm. But so many times we want to say, oh, my gosh, I don't think I can do that. You know, I don't know that I, I'm capable. Well, how do you know until you try? So uh, my one of my earliest memories, which is on that TED Talk, is that I was looking at a big, big tree in, uh, when I was three, uh, mm-hmm. looking at a big tree in my front uh, garden, and my brothers and cousins, boy cousins, were up there. And they were taunting me. Well, that was the beginning of me taking what people told me I couldn't do and turned it into, I'll show you. And I did. I figured out how I could get up that tree because, yes, I was too small. My mother told me, forget it. You're too small. You'll never get up there. And I figured out how could I get up there, which is the big thing. We always have to look at the how and prepare and the why, well, at three, my why was I wanted to show those boys and my mother that, hey, nothing is impossible if you just believe you can. But how was I going to get up that tree? So I dragged over a wheelbarrow because I was just a little too short to reach the, the lowest branches to be able to get a grip. Um, so I pushed over a wheelbarrow and climbed onto the wheelbarrow, which gave me the, the height that I needed to get to the first branch. And voila, there I was. So I think that I have used that actually going forward my whole life. I've always looked at what is it that I think I want to do. And I, I must say, I've, I've, I do have limits, but it kept me safe, otherwise <laughs> I probably would have killed myself. Um, <laughs> right. So you have, to, you, you have to look at it sensibly. What is it that you want to do? Why do you want to do it? There's always the Why? And then how will you do it? And so that is, I actually posted a little picture on my Facebook last night um, that I was sharing with people that I was going to be speaking today, um, a collage of me from three to 73. Well, almost 73. I really did cheat. Um, So I always thought, okay, so what can I do? So in school, I always tried to succeed academically only because I love learning and I love knowing more. And then um, I, you know, was on the field hockey team. I represented my state in high school. And again, I was one of the youngest players representing it because I believed I could. And all it took was practice. So why did I want to do it? Basically, because nobody my age had been on a state team. And how would I do it? By working hard and preparing and knowing what I needed to know. And then I went to nursing school in Johannesburg, um, I seemed to follow my parents' um, footsteps. My dad was a doctor. My mom is a nurse. And again, nursing is not easy. So I learned again that so much in life is not easy. You've got to put in that effort. You've got to know that you're capable, but you've got to know your why. So I actually yes. didn't know what my why was for nursing, but I discovered it as I was nursing. I mm-hmm. wanted to give up several times because it was so hard. It's a challenging profession. You're facing people and in dire circumstances. And if you're not prepared and you don't have the knowledge to deal with it, that's a problem for the other person particularly and certainly for yourself. So I didn't give up. I kept going. I finished my nursing career. I did well. And I'm not bragging. I'm saying all of this because I believed that I could. And yes. I did. Yes. Uh, and that's what people have to realize is you have to know that you can and believe it and then prepare for it. And whatever it is you're doing, you can do it. And it doesn't matter what your age is. As you saw, I said from 3 to 73. And that <laughs> followed me right along. Well, you know, you're you're answering a lot of questions I had because I was thinking, uh, really, of meeting you and knowing uh, some of the things you've done and some things you're doing. And I was really curious about what sparked your interest in nursing and not only 
um, as you say, you worked hard, and it is a very challenging profession. I know that from being a an educator myself. That you know, you have to somehow learn to love it and do it for forty years. <laughs> That's what amazed me. Right. So that <laughs> so for forty years, you were uh, working as a nurse. Correct. And, you know, there were, going back a little bit, you asked what had, uh, you know, spurred in me to become a nurse. And mm-hmm. so many times again in life, I always sound like I'm preaching here, but so no, many times okay. in life, we sometimes don't know why we want to do something. And I, I really didn't know. I actually was going to go to a different university to become a sports Person, I was going to be a, a sports teacher. I don't know what they call them here. PE teacher, physical education, physical education teacher. So, yeah, for for in school, I was going uh-huh. to become. I wanted to teach field hockey. I used to swim. I played tennis, so I was very sport minded, and that's what I wanted to do was become a teacher of sport in schools. And about two weeks before I was due to check into the university, I suddenly changed my mind. And that was scary because I thought to myself, my gosh, why am I changing my mind? Am I just scared? Do I just think I'm not capable? And a little bit of that did come in. But then I thought, of course, you're capable. But why are you bailing on that idea? And I went and talked to the, they call them matrons in South Africa, like the chief head nurse person of a hospital. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I've decided I want to go into nursing. And she said, why? And I said, I actually don't really know. Um, <laughs> and she said, do you think one day you would, might want to have a family? And I said, well, yeah, I hope so. And she said, and she said nursing would be a great profession for you because I was either going to go into medicine or nursing. And she said, you may want to go into nursing. It's a great profession for a, a, a woman, a mother, a man, a father. <clears throat> doesn't matter, but you can work around your family. So it turned out that way because then I went hitchhiking all over when I was finished uh, my nursing degree. I went hitchhiking all over Europe and England, Ireland, etc., and met an American who I actually told to buzz off at first because I wasn't looking for a relationship um, and married. And 49 years later, I've been in the States married to this wonderful man. And if I hadn't have been a nurse, I couldn't have moved all the times we did because of well, a variety of circumstances. He changed mm-hmm. universities a few times. Um, we also, his job changed us, etc. But we moved 18 times. And everywhere I went, I got a job and worked around my family, worked nights, uh, evenings, so I didn't have to have daycare. So you see, the, the thing for getting into nursing was the perfect path that I needed to follow. I just didn't know it at the part, at the time. Isn't that um, a true? So yeah, that isn't was, that a truism? <laughs> we follow a path sometimes yeah. we actually don't know uh, why we're following it, but it all comes to a realization one day that there was truly it was preparation. I want to know something too because uh, you you retire uh, out of nursing. What inspired you? To want to become a contestant on the reality show. And then I think I kind of put it together. Uh, I think I kind of uh, put the dots here, Jillian, because as you were talking, I was sort of taking notes. And I was like, she was in sports. She wanted to teach sports. She was in field hockey. She was swimming. She was running. She was hitchhiking all over the world. Well, why wouldn't she want to be a contestant on a reality show? (laughs) On Survivor at that. <laughs> and that what? also is one of those things that I could never explain to myself. I happened to see the show when it first started, and when I started watching it, I actually sat down and watched it with my husband. He was watching TV, and it suddenly flicked through a channel that looked like the show that I'd heard about because I didn't apply for the first year. I didn't know it was happening. Um, and I said, oh, my God, that's that new show called Survivor. And there again is an example of uh, Mark Burnett had been trying to get Survivor on the air for about four years and they kept turning him down, but he persisted. And 20 years later, he's produced among, with everybody, which again is one of my other things, you can do nothing alone. Uh, he's produced 40 seasons of Survivor. 
So anyway, I thought, oh, this is the dumbest show ever. I'm not interested. It was like being in a seventh grade lunchroom with I don't like that person, etc. And But something went into my heart and my brain and suddenly fueled a passion, which again, I could never understand. And first of all, it was a challenge. I mean, it took me eight years, 20 applications, two interviews, uh, a, a whole lot to get on. And then again, the timing was right. They wanted an older person, two older people, a man and a woman, because that season was going to Africa. And they needed two older people because Africa, as do many cultures, revere their elders. And so it worked. But I could really, and I was working as a nurse. I have three children, have a marriage, um, a husband, and I couldn't understand this driving force. But once again, I tried for eight years. I did what it took to get on it. And that's an endless story. Um, I got on it. I played for six days. I lost 12 pounds. And then I had a five-week vacation. And what did I do with it? You know, what, what happens to us in life is not always what it should be. It's what you make of it. And so I could have been in a big pity party forever and hated Survivor because I really didn't care for the tribe I ended up on. But there Mm -hmm. again, it was a path that somebody else was directing for me, whatever one's spiritual belief is. Um, And so I spent five weeks thinking, what can I do with this experience? And that's when I turned it into reality rally, speaking engagements, Collaborating with other nonprofits to do events. I work with veteran groups uh, on and off as well. And it all became because I was on Survivor and had this hook, I would say. People want to know more about Survivor. And of course, uh, for many people who don't know, Reality Rally is a fundraising event for a cancer resource center in Temecula Michelle's place. But it's also having anything from 40 to 100 reality TV stars come to town for people to meet. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's part of what it does. And we do it for three days. And thank you. You've been part of it, too, uh, Dr. Barbara, at one of our yes. showcases. Um, so thank you for that. But you see, again, it's, it's you know, it, what we do with what happens in life determines the path of our rest of our life. I wouldn't be chatting to you and sharing my thoughts with the world if I had have gone off and just carried on crying in the jungle because I got booted off Survivor and it wasn't like I thought it was going to be. How well, we're going to talk about life? that. We're going to take a quick break yeah. and we're going to talk about Survivor and how and why you got booted off and what happened after that. So listeners, stay tuned with my adventuresome guest, Miss Jillian Larson. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. If you are looking to deepen your understanding of karma, the law of attraction, metaphysics, mindfulness, and intuition, be sure to tune in each week for You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with host Katherine Potter. Catherine and her insightful guests will show how everything interconnects, explaining concepts and modalities that connect the mind and body. It's a refreshing look at the universe and the laws that govern it. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, 
please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and thank you for tuning back in with my incredible guest today, Miss Jillian Larson. And many of you, if you've been listening, you've hear you've been hearing her story. She's a former CBS Survivor reality star, motivational speaker. She's been a TEDx speaker, founder and developer of Reality Rally, which is a trademark fundraising business. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in this half, but this segment. But we're also going to learn a little bit more about what happened on. The reality show, Survivor. So, Jillian, you got me hanging. I want to know what was it like once you got on the show? It took you eight times as a contestant. Now, eight years. Eight years, yes. Oh, my God. How many people would wait eight years to get on a show like Survivor? Well. And were you, were you, I want to, this question I want to know, were you preparing for the arduous, you know, sort of trek that you might be doing uh, during those eight years, what were you doing? Getting ready? <laughs> well, actually, yes, I was. You know, part of my motto is, first of all, dream it, believe it, prepare for it, and do it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the dream it part was just believing I could do it, uh, well, wanting to do it. Believing it was that I could. Preparing for it was certainly preparation, and then, of course, I did it. That's it. I mean, this has been all my life, but it, in this case, is Survivor. So, yes, for the eight years, the first thing was that I knew I was getting older as I was going along. I mean, this was, became an eight-year journey, which I didn't really anticipate uh, because one doesn't realize it. But there are people that have been trying for like 18 years, 19 years now to get on. Um, wow. So anyway, and I tried for the eight. But during that eight years, the very first thing that I wanted to make sure was that I was fit enough to handle whatever might be coming around because I knew I was getting older and, and averagely the contestants are a lot younger. They do throw in a few 50-year-olds, one or two, 50, one, 60, um, and very few older than that. Rudy Bosch, who was one of the first contestants on season one, just passed away at 91. He was 72 when he got on. Oh, wow. Um, so anyway, what I, yeah. So what I did was I read a lot. I practiced a lot. I swam for an hour a day. If I wasn't swimming for an hour without stopping, I was on the treadmill. I was out walking. I was out hiking. I was going on hills. I was practicing balance. I was uh, going to SeaWorld to practice on the cargo nets. Um, I was doing whatever I could. I took swimming. I took uh, shooting lessons with a, with a gun, <laughs> with a, a basketball with a bow and arrow, I took all kinds of lessons. I learned how to identify sea life, like what are the, what's on a rock? You can find a muscle, but how do you find them? Uh, how do you throw a, a, a net? How do you use an Australian sling? Um, how do you shuck a coconut in just a brief time without chopping off your fingers? So wow. uh, I just did what I needed to. I read 65 books on all kinds of things, the psychology of gameplay, the psychology of the game of Survivor, uh, how to survive in any environment except the snow, because they obviously don't put cute people in the snow, because there are always a lot of cute people on Survivor. Um, so I read and, and practiced and did what I took while I was being a mother, a wife, and a nurse. So it wasn't didn't cost me anything, but it certainly... <laughs> gave me a lot. It did gave you, me all of these additional skills and it, it did a lot for me. Well, you know, Jillian, did you have, uh, because this is so important that you're sharing today, because I think everything talks about believing, but you've got to do more than believing. You've got to get ready. You have to prepare and it's arduous work. Um, it's a lot of work uh, to become successful at anything. And, and I'm getting that, writing this down. But more importantly, did you have cheerleaders? Because sometimes when you're preparing, and many of the stories I've heard, you believe, you're preparing, but you got a lot of naysayers. you got a lot of people saying, why are you doing this? Oh, you're getting older. I mean, why are you still trying to get this? I mean, you've been turned down, you know, seven times. I mean, so did you get that or did you have cheerleaders? <laughs> Uh, actually, both. And as you say, this is what happens in life. 
you are going to find people that are going to be your cheerleaders and the others are going to try and topple your tower. Um, and it's usually mm-hmm. because they don't believe they can do something themselves or they think they're too old or whatever it is, which re- makes me remember to say that one is never too old to do what you believe you can and you're prepared to do it. So absolutely, I had people that were saying, oh, you'll be great on Survivor, you're healthy, you're fit, you're adventuresome, uh, you, you will be great. And others said, oh my gosh, why don't you just give up? They've seen you, they don't want you. And I said, they don't want me yet. Timing is everything. So why would you stop? I mean, what was I doing? I was just enhancing my life. I was keeping myself fit. I was learning new skills. I was meeting different people. So what, 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 you know, what's that doing? Nothing but uh-huh. making you a better person. As any preparation for anything you do is adding to your life. When I, you know, it, why not? As long as you're not spending a fortune and losing your family, I mean, you don't want to do that. Yes, Um, and that was going to be my question, too. Um, That was going to be my question, too, because, you know, we have all of us about work-life balance, and I call it life-work balance. How did you manage the life-work balance? Well, a lot of it I was just incorporating into my daily routine. I wasn't Mm -hmm. neglecting, I don't believe, anything. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a good thing to keep fit. So I kept fitter. It's a good thing to eat better. It's a good thing to learn more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good thing to enhance your skills. You know, you never know when you might be caught out in a jungle or somewhere that you may need to know, you know, how to tell time without a clock. Um, there are just so many things that you, why not? And I wasn't spending a fortune doing it. It wasn't like I was traveling all over the place spending a fortune. Right. Um, and then, and I, and I gave, I, I've had this thing on my stairway since I was married or had my first child, who now, by the way, is nearly 50. Good grief. can <laughs> hardly believe that. And I have another daughter whose birthday is today, and I think she's 45. <laughs> of course, I'm terrible. I can't remember these things. But anyway, I had this thing on my stairway, and I would look at it every day going up and down my stairs saying, don't let the magic pass you by. That's and lovely. So I was a room mother. I was a room mother. I was a... Yeah, uh, you know, and oh, yes. I took my kids to sports meetings, all of that sort of stuff. As I was working, and in this case, while I was enhancing my life in order to be prepared to get on a TV show, which I really didn't know why, um, and it certainly became obvious that I could use it. And again, you know, you're probably wondering how was Survivor? So after eight yes. years of trying, I made it. And I was selected to go to Africa. So once again, the timing was right. Mm -hmm. If I had given up in seven years of trying, I wouldn't be chatting to you because I made it in the eighth year because the time was right for them, not for me. I always wanted it. They didn't want me till then, which is when when you're going in to look for anything. Is the timing right for what you're applying for, whether it's a Mm -hmm. job or whatever? Um, and so I get there and I had always thought to myself, and there again is, I'm such a believer in the law of attraction and I Mm -hmm. had not read the secret before I went, even though I knew that principle, Mm -hmm. I had always said, gosh, I just hope that I'm not on a tribe that is, you know, sort of like grumpier (laughs) and, and not as adventuresome and not as driven and what did I get? <laughs> Sadly, and I don't like to knock people because I was actually very boring in my back interviews because I couldn't say anything about my, my, the people on my tribe that I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't a good fit. And uh, before I got into Survivor, onto my season, I, during the selection period, I'd seen a woman. And then people, you know, there's these things called spoiler sites where people look into the internet to see who and what is going on Survivor. And I had been alerted that there was an Olympic gold medal runner that was selected for the season that I was selected for. And the other thing was an adventurous old woman. So I thought maybe that was me. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> um, and so I, I Googled and I saw that the woman I'd seen in my casting was an Olympic gold medal runner. So I actually selected her because we started out with a schoolyard pick. And I selected her because I was 61. 
I can do all kinds of things. I'd learned, I grew up in South Africa among animals, among the wild, but I, and I'd learned so much more in the eight years of preparing, but my running wasn't the greatest. And okay. I, I need a runner for my counterpart. And actually, I think that was also a predestined path that I was unaware of. The fact that I actually knew ahead I knew she was Olympian. I, I thought she'd be mm-hmm. driven and fast and all that. And I actually beat her in the first running challenge. She was 31 wow. and I was 61. And Absolutely I think marvelous. She, well, <laughs> you know, so I think that part of the thing was she, and I, I didn't click with some of my tribe. We were very, very different. And, and I'm not going to go into all of it now because I didn't want to go into all of it then. But it just didn't work. And so I think partly me beating her in that first running challenge, um, and I didn't know it actually because it was up a hill and I couldn't see behind me. And uh, she kept saying, we've got to get rid of her. Um, but if I hadn't have been booted and sent off to what I call loser lodge or whatever they want to call it, um, I wouldn't have had a five-week vacation to think about my experience and how to use it and then use it. And now 10 years later... I have done You're using a lot, it. but here's my, here's my next thing, that I haven't done it. I thought of it, I created it, and I am so blessed that I can continue to think, create, and have the most wonderful people who are all volunteers, as I am, to carry out what we do. And I'll say, you know, I've got this great idea, let's add this. And they say, awesome, let's <laughs> go for it. Oh, that's wonderful. I have the most amazing people. You have to have people in your life. First of all, you disregard the ones that are naysayers. You stick with the ones that encourage you. But then you have people in your life in no matter what it is, whether it's a work environment, a volunteer environment, whatever it is, your personal, your social, have people in your life to work with you, support you, help you. And Reality Rally is now going into our 10th year. We've raised a little over $500,000 for Michelle's place over those nine years. I want to go back, though. And to everybody helping. Yeah. Jillian, I want to stop you because uh, you're going on about Reality Rally, and I really want to get back to what was (laughs) your idea what sparked your interest? Was it from Survivor in creating a reality rally? And then let me know what re- what the reality rally is really about. Um, so what sparked okay. your interest? Because here you are. Now, when you come off, you didn't quite uh, give me like you got booted off of um, Survivor. What was the booting off about real quickly? <laughs> well, you know... Well, first of all, for people that are listening that might want to know, (laughs) Survivor is not scripted. They film you 24 hours a day to make the story out of the the footage that they capture. It is Mm -hmm. what you see. There is no food. You have to find food. They sometimes give you food rewards. There's no toiletries. There's no toilet paper. There's no toilet. There's no toothbrushes. There's nothing. We all really live with each other, and then we are kicked out. So if you lose a challenge, you're then sent to tribal council where it's a long, fun discussion with Jeff who kind of so that the viewers on the couch can hear and see what you think. Um, And then one person is voted out. And so you're voted out. Jeff snuffs out your torch and says the tribe has spoken. And I said, bummer, because that was the most polite word I could think of. (laughs) (laughs) That would be aired because I knew it would be aired at that moment. (laughs) Right. And and then, you know, and again, I was was devastated. I was so bummed that this eight-year journey had ended like this. First of all, ended because of a tribe I ended up on, but ended. And I spent probably one day, as I say, having a pity party in the jungle and then I realized that, you know, people like wine at a party, not a W-H-I-N-E at a party. So I was going to uh-huh. quit whining. And I have no idea, again, it was something that just came to me. All of us have an intuition. Mm-hmm. Some people have a better intuition than others. Some people disregard what they think and don't move forward. and Others jump on it. 
So I had this intuition that now I am on this in this reality TV world. I'm now this public figure, so I have to behave myself more. Um, I do anyway. Uh, <laughs> but what do I have in my hands? And what can I do with it? Mm-hmm. And for the five weeks, I was actually walking five hours a day preparing for a 60-mile walk that I was doing when I came back. And I just thought, okay, ideas come into my head. What can I do with it? The first one was speaking engagements. I thought, I have a message to share. I don't care how old you are, two or 102. You've got a dream, a goal. You've got a capability. You can do something and and never give up. And so that's what my speaking engagements are all about. I tie in a little about Survivor. People want to know if they really are toilets. Um, and so <laughs> that's what speaking is all about. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, how can I use this for the good of others other than just giving what I would hope would be an inspirational message? And I realized I could do a charity event. And I thought, okay, what will we do? What will I do? What will we do? And I knew nobody in Temecula yet. I had just recently moved here. And uh, I just thought I can have reality stars come to town. They have to actually raise money to be here. And we actually just launched for 2020, which is going to be in May. And I have 24 reality stars signed up already, and that's in three days. Um, they want to come and be part of something. They want to raise money for a charity. They want to come and have fun and meet the public. And so, yeah, so anyway, I don't know. Once again, I don't know how I came up with that idea. It was a thought that just grew and, and developed. And with people, it has developed into something pretty cool and amazing and worthwhile. So well, it, I can that. say that it really is amazing. And we're going to talk about how this has become a signature event and has won several awards when we come right back after our commercial break. So listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be right back with the reality, former reality store, Miss Jillian Larson. So stay tuned. <laughs> We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Redson. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my interview today with Miss Jillian Larson, and absolutely is she the woman who is really sharing about the energy of Jillian Larson. She is still at it at 72, and she's talking about all the things that she's done and 
we on break before we went on break, we talked about what how did she turn in a negative situation? She used the word being booted off of the survivor reality show, but turning it into creating an organization, a fundraising business that is helping so many people today. So Jillian, I know that this is your heart. This is your life's blood. So share about reality rarity, uh, a reality rare, a rally, because I was involved in it a couple of years ago, a year ago. I was so impressed. And you have 21 stars, reality stars already coming for 2020. Did I hear you say that? Oh, my gosh. Correct. Yeah, 24, and it's only been three days Ooh, dear. we started launching, as we call it. Uh, I send out an email, invite people to come and join us, and boom, every day there's two or three people that have signed up. We then open a fundraising page for them. Uh, one of my awesome volunteers, Joan, sets up their fundraising page, sends it to them, and they start raising money, and they have been. They have to raise the money to be here, and it's not very much. It's basically each of them have to raise which is nothing much, is $400 for Michelle's place, but many of them go well into the, you know, one, two, three thousand uh, because they believe in the cause. So, uh, yeah, we've already got a bunch lined up already. Uh, Tell me, how, how did roll. you choose, and, how did you choose Michelle's place? Uh, uh, I know about Michelle. She, uh, died of cancer at a very young age, but tell me, how did you happen to choose Michelle's place to be the, the focus? Ah, and there again, I believe that it was a some something was guiding me. Uh, mm-hmm. When I first moved here, my neighbor was doing some catering for somebody, and I said, "Oh, who's it for?" And she said, "It's a place called Michelle's Place." I said, "What is that?" And she said, "I don't really know, actually. I just know that they help people." So I looked into the website, and I was so struck by this young woman who was 19 and told, "Don't worry about that lump." She was 20, and she said, "I've still got it." They said, "Don't worry about it." At 23, she was going to the Peace Corps. You see, I associated with her. She was young, adventurous, had fun, had a lovely family. And because of a misdiagnosis, she lost that. However, 17 years later, she died at 26. 17 years later, and and when she was fighting her journey uh, of breast cancer, she asked her parents if there was something they could do to help others. And again, so many times a tragedy actually turns, is there for a reason. <clears throat> 17 <throat> years later, Michelle's Place has provided over 150,000 no-cost services to those who seek their support. And this year, they increased their vision to support all forms of cancer. So if anybody out there is listening and has extra money, that they want to give to an amazing cause, uh, please check out michellesplace.org because they recently expanded. They've had over 44 other forms of cancer seek support. And again, I feel like it was a driven, something Mm -hmm. was guiding me to select them because there are so many good nonprofits doing amazing work. Uh, But something told me that we could help Michelle's Place. And we do. Um, and I take the reality stars there so that they can see why they have to raise money. That is one of the best parts of the three-day weekend for me, um, especially when they cry, when they hear the story and know what impact they're making on so many people. Um, but also, in addition, I just mm-hmm. wanted to mention that um, part of the the goal for Reality Rally was to include as many people who wanted to be included in any way. We have different organizations and the schools and the programs that the schools run. We have the ROTC kids. We have Boy Scouts. Uh, we have the jazz band. We have the drum line. Yesterday I met with the media uh, program at uh, Temecula Valley High School. And we have an opportunity over a three-day period for people who want to be part of something in some way. Uh Not many people want to take on a big thing, but everybody wants to be part of something in some way. And that's my message out there to the world as well. You may not want to take on a big thing because, yep, it can be big, but look for something where you can be part of it. And that's what I believe Reality Rally does 
offers an opportunity for people to be part of it in whichever way they can and want to and know that they as well are helping Michelle's place. So it's like a, a, a two things. And that's where some of our awards have come from um, is the social media award because we're out there spreading the word. Um, we've had the ambassador award. I, had, I was lucky enough to win the ambassador award several years ago from Temecula. Um, there have been several awards that have been just amazing. Um, I won a humanitarian award from the reality, uh, the reality show. They're building it to be like the Emmys for reality TV shows, and I was honored to receive that about four or five years ago. I think that's um, wonderful. You see, those you're doing doors. Well, you know, you're you're really um, showing too. One of the things that I I hope the listeners are getting out of this is that one, you're never too old to dream your dreams and to bring them into reality, um, and that you need to know what you want to do. You need to believe that you can do it, and then you need to prepare. And just like that big tree, you wanted to, you were taunted by the young boys to climb the tree, but you made up your mind, I'll show you. And so we need a lot more of that. I'll show you spirit in individuals today and to use that expertise, realizing that you have no limits. This is what I'm paraphrasing you. And you need to know your what, your why, and your how. These are good messages for entrepreneurs, for people who are starting out, for some of my millennials um, who are just starting out, who are listening today. There is no age limit. And there's nothing that you can't accomplish and do. Someone today, a woman we're talking with, who did eight years in trying to set a goal, trying to make a goal, and she made it. Now, can you imagine, Jillian, how you must have felt? I can't imagine. You made it. And then you get later, I don't hate that word, booted off the show. It was an opportunity to say, well, did I fail? What now? Am I going to spend the rest of my life, you know, being a has-been, staying on a pity party? But no, you want to do the next thing, and that's to give back. And I want to applaud you um, for doing what you do because I know, in addition to my listeners out there, she brings visibility to her community from the promotion of this event in the town of Temecula. Some of you may not have heard of the town of Temecula, but I call it, you know, the wine country of California. <laughs> Because they have a lot of wineries in Temecula, and it has a lot to offer. And so, Jillian, I want to ask you this question. If you could set up a huge banner anywhere, where would you put it, and what would it say? Oh, my gosh. The first thing is that I would... I would like to set up a huge banner in everybody's heart. (laughs) Sorry, but that's where it needs to go. Um, and and, and I, wanted, I want people to know that you, being everybody, you can make a difference in some way. So what's stopping you? What, what is it? I mean, are you listening to people pushing you down? Or, you know, I would just say that you can make a difference. One of my taglines is uh, Edmund Burke. Uh, he, the greatest mistake a person can make is he who does nothing because he can only do a little. So yeah, my banner would be, I don't know. I I, I love it's it. got to be in people's hearts. Basically, that's where the banner's got to go because it has to come from yourself. You can make yeah. a difference. What's stopping you? I love it. Yep. Jillian, yep. at age seventy-two, soon to be seventy-three, what are the three <laughs> practices or habits that you use daily? that have contributed to your success that you would share with someone out there? The uh, three the first thing is self-talk. Okay. The three things would be, the first one is self-talk. Okay. Don't listen to anybody but yourself unless somebody's telling you don't jump off the roof, you cannot fly. <laughs> but yes, it's self-talk. I do that every day. And then gratitude is mm-hmm. the gratitude for what we do have and not worrying and well, I use the word whining again. Whining about what we don't have is is self talk and gratitude and belief in yourself. I mean, it's all tied into that. Because hey, we only live once. This isn't a practice run. You don't want to look back as much as you can and say, "Gosh, I wish I had it." You want to be able to say, "I did as much as I could," 
Um, and that's pretty awesome. And then make a difference. Make a difference in your life and people's lives around you. And, well, uh, I, and I hopefully that's what I do. Well, I think it's awesome. The three things she said, self-talk, I'm repeating, gratitude for what you have, not whining, belief in yourself is number three. And I just love it. You can make a difference. What's stopping you? So as we close the show today, I just want to thank you, Jillian, for a delightful and insightful interview. You are an incredible woman. And one of the things that I know, you have followed your heart and you held on to it and you gave yourself permission to do it. And today you are changing lives and making a difference with being a motivational speaker to schools and the teachers, the students, and all the organizations that you have been empowering in commercials. You've done a lot, and you're judging panels and even your TED Talk, and you did a suit talk around America showing. recently, thank you. Yeah. Yep. That it is never too late to change your, to chase your dreams. Never too late to chase your dreams. So listeners, I'm certain I was encouraged, and emboldened with the story of Miss Jillian Larson, former CBS survivor of reality. (laughs) But I got to say now that the trademark founder, innovator, creator of reality, reality rally. Rally. I got it. Reality rally. Reality Reality rally. rally. (laughs) So I listen. My parting words are go through any door that opens for you because you don't (laughs) know what's on the other side. Go through any door. Okay, I'm headed to a door right now. (laughs) This is funny. But anyway, chase your dreams at any age and never, never, ever give up. This is Dr. B signing off until next week with my guest. With the same last name, but different spelling, Dr. Sarah Larson, and it's L-A-R-S-E-N, of the Miracle Makers Academy. You got to tune into her show. She's a medical doctor from Pakistan who is an intuitive healer. Going to be a great show next week. So, Jillian, again, I want to thank you so much. Be blessed, and I'll see you soon. And listeners, remember to tune in to my online television network, and I'm going to have Jillian on so you can see her. She's incredibly looking at 72, soon to be 73. (laughs) But anyway, relax. Remember, have a great week and be blessed. And I'll see you next week at the same time, Tuesday at the same time, 12 noon Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So take care of yourself and be great. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.